0: What's up folks, welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, it's Brandon Steele back with another installment of the solo show saga, and it's true, the news is true, they finally have caught him, and they finally have found something that might actually stick to him this time. And of course, I mean Ezra Miller. I don't know if you heard this, but he was recently arrested uh, again in Vermont for allegedly breaking into people's houses barefoot and uh, stealing their liquor. Now, I don't know what anyone else thinks, but in my opinion, if you're a multimillionaire and you're, you know, wandering around just willy-nilly breaking into whatever house you want, by breaking in, he probably just tried opening doors, honestly. But breaking in and then stealing their probably cheap booze. Like, he could buy better booze if he wanted to. So, I think we've gotten another good example of how far off his rocker old Flash is getting. And what's been interesting in the wake of this recent uh, alleged felony is Warner Brothers has finally had to kind of make a statement on how they're going to handle the situation. And they broke it down into three scenarios as they see it. First, Miller seeks help and gives an interview explaining his behavior. You know, going on The View and explaining whatever, I don't know, trauma led him to act this way. So scenario two, Miller doesn't seek help. And pretty much is just shelved for all of the promotional events leading up to the movie. And they'll pretend like he doesn't exist, which is an interesting strategy to go with. To just be like, yeah, the star of our movie, we need you to fuck off because you can't even be near this or it's going to be bad for us. Now, at the same time, that could add to the mystique and you know mystery of the movie. Cause it's not like people don't know who is the Flash at this point. After all the press, like everybody knows who it is, and you really don't need to hear him. He, shit, he barely probably barely remembers what the movie was about at this point. The dude's been on a bender for like eight months. He's probably he probably blacked out most of that movie, like Daniel Radcliffe with with uh, Harry Potter. Uh, so third scenario is Miller continues to deteriorate. And Warner Brothers is forced to nuke the movie, which would be quite a loss and also fairly historic. I think there's very few movies that cost over $200 million, and the studio just had to go, we can't put this out. Because they did it with uh, the Batgirl movie, but that was also straight to streaming. So different different markets, different expectations, and that only costs about seventy million, whereas the Flash uh approximately cost two hundred to two hundred and twenty five million, which yeah, that one would hurt. Now I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to come out either way. Like if it seems like it's gonna go bad with uh old Ezra Miller, they'll probably like just push the release date up. Just get the movie out and then if he does anything terrible afterwards, like at least you've got your first week of ticket sales. But I do believe this movie's gonna do very well. Should it make it to theaters? This is the type of intrigue you can't you don't get very often with a movie. Like the last one I can think of really is Heath Ledger when he played the Joker. Because he overdosed like right right as they were finished filming. You know, so people all wanted to go see that movie, not only because it was Batman, but because it was a role that Heath Ledger literally gave his life for. And shouts out to him. Few people are willing to make that type of sacrifice these days. I think that's been lost a little bit in modern society. You know, is people willing to risk their life to make something truly great. And undoubtedly, that's at least in the top three best performances for a superhero movie ever, if not top, you know. And if the cost of that is, you know, funneling painkillers and muscle relaxers and ambient into your mouth, you know, in copious amounts, so be it. That sometimes that's the price of greatness, and if you're not willing to pay that price, well, then you don't deserve to be great. okay If you're not willing to push yourself beyond your normal limits, you will never achieve anything like Heath Ledger did, and I like to think Ezra Miller may replicate some of that magic with this uh his turn as the flash here because he was clearly already spiraling as they were filming it. But whatever happened during that filming process did not help, because he came out much crazier. But again, no press is bad press. This is all advertising for the movie. People are going to be dying to see The Flash. Yeah, there's going to be the fucking losers who boycott it, because, you know, they let this... Alleged cult leader slash kidnapper. I mean, he's gotten a lot. But after they let the uh, old Ezra here get away with pretty much everything. But those people are cheap anyway. So, like, I really wouldn't care about them. That's the problem with a lot of that group in the activist community. Is It's like, you wouldn't have bought a ticket anyways. Shut the fuck up. Take your sign and go elsewhere. You're poor. You can't afford to go to the Arc Light. Peasant. So I'm excited. And honestly, I hope he gets to stay on as The Flash. And maybe they work in some of his real-life troubles into the plot of, you know, The Flash 2. Where, you know, he becomes an alcoholic and just uses his power to steal booze from random people's houses. Because that would be fantastic if, like, Batman has to get the Flash and, you know, take him to superhero rehab so that he can dry out for a few months, get his shit back in order. Because the Flash did work in the police department and as a scientist. Probably not a great combo with an alcoholic. But, yeah, I think there's lots of room for this to make the Flash more interesting. Because in the comics, he's kind of a good, uh like, you know, he's a goody two-shoes. He's a Peter Parker type, white guy, boring. Let's make him interesting. Make make the Flash non-binary. Have him, you know, running an alleged cult. Thieving just to... I'm pretty sure he's thieving just to thieve, but clearly, you know, he's in some sort of either manic episode or uh, severe cocaine addiction. Neither would shock me. Uh, and I think that'd be a fantastic arc for the flash to take let's be creative for once you know how about one of the good superheroes you know hits rock bottom for a while we've seen it with some of the villains and anti-heroes but let's see you know what if Peter Parker started doing heroin just became a junkie and was on the street and one of the Avengers had to like take him to a clinic get him checked out and help him get clean so they he could go back to being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man instead of a unfriendly neighborhood junkie. Because, you know, I think a lot of superheroes would need to cope. I think The Boys shows this very well on Amazon when they're just always doing copious amounts of drugs and, like, orgies. I guess superheroes see a lot of traumatic stuff. I, uh... I think it might leave some effects. So, all I'm saying is don't judge poor Ezra Miller just yet. They're clearly after him, given that he has, you know, arrest warrants out in like five states at this point. But, that's not the point. The point is, I want to see the movie now. So, just fucking put the movie out. Stop it. It's probably a good movie. That also makes me think it's very good because the Warner Brothers executives have taken this long just to be like, okay, if he really continues to go off the rails, we may consider canceling it. Probably not, but we will maybe consider it. So like if he gets three more felonies is what we're talking about. That's, that's hilarious, because that makes me think this movie is, like, Oscar-worthy. I doubt he'd ever get an Oscar, but Roman Polanski got one, so. The Academy loves sexual predators. So, in good news, North Korea declared victory over COVID. Incredible, you know? For a country that initially had had no cases... And then apparently, old Kim Jong-un caught the covades himself. Which I said many moons ago, as I believe this man is a body double because Kim Jong-un is dead. Uh, The best part, though, of this particular declaration of victory is his sister, Kim Yo-jong, one of my favorite terrifying leaders of the world, She's easily in the top 3 scariest women on the planet right now. She's frightening and it's kind it kind of does it for me. It's kind of hot. Now I mean when she like would feed me to the dogs that probably wouldn't be cool, but I like a woman in power. Kim Yo Jong came out and was vowing deadly retaliation for getting Kim Jong Un sick with COVID because they're blaming South Korea for spreading it to them, which is incredibly hilarious that North Korea just took this opportunity to just blame it straight on South Korea. Like, I, I wonder if in their country, like, to the people, they just literally blame every single thing on South Korea and no one else. Like, they probably said, like, gay people came from South Korea and were responsible for perverting their society. I like how it is Kim Yo-jong being the one out there basically saying like, we're going to fuck you up for this. You know, we're, you're going to, we're going to get vengeance. All right. Cause Kim Yo-jong's just like, I got sick. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Which also, yeah, that really reinforces for me that she's the one running the show. Because dear leader would never make himself seem weak. I mean, I guess he could spin that as seeming strong since he beat it. But even catching it when you reportedly had no cases in your entire country kind of makes you seem, yeah, like you're with the weak one. Sister didn't get it. But again, this is why I think it's a body double. They have no problem shaming the body double, because the actual Kim Jong, has or excuse me, Kim Jong Un has been dead for quite a while. So, I don't know what the deadly retaliation is going to be. Usually, when North Korea says that, they don't do anything because like they can't afford weapons. Like I I wonder if they're even like pushing their own version of uh, you know like the lab leak theory, but they're just saying it's in a South Korea lab, it's like this virus was made using a gene function in a South Korean virology lab once again, being a dictator does sound pretty cool I'm not gonna lie I mean like historically speaking yeah, it it ends poorly but when it's going well probably the best gig to have you know And of course, like all the other, uh, you know, like rallies they have in North Korea, anytime they announce anything happening to the, to dear leader, everyone in the audience has to cry. And it's always some of my favorite videos because you can always tell that they don't care. They're not crying because they're sad. They're crying because they want to, you know, score some points and not be uh, executed on the way out. Here's some of the other fun, and this is one of the things you can do as a complete dictatorship is goose the numbers in a ridiculous way. North Korea's official COVID death rate of .0016%, or 74 out of 4.77 million, is an quote-unquote unprecedented miracle, its antivirus chief Ri Chung-gil told the meeting. You got to love that. Seventy. Seventy four is actually higher than I thought they would go to. I mean, I guess they probably just wanted to keep it under a hundred. Like looked up which other country had the, the lowest number and was like, we must obey them. So like, yeah, obviously that's bullshit. I, but then again, there peop, their people have more things to worry like more important things to worry about than fucking COVID. Like they don't have food. The people have to collect their own shit so that the government can use it as fertilizer to try and grow enough food for everyone to eat. Even though most of that food just goes to, like, you know, the people in charge. But in terms of the hierarchy of what's going to fuck them, COVID's pretty low, you know. The state executing you and starving to death are pretty much at the top. At least I would assume. So There's an article about how California is now recommending uh, different ways to try to cut monkeypox risk. Uh, and the suggestions are wearing long sleeves in forming quote-unquote sex pods. So there was another guide they released with this uh, titled, Six Ways We Can Have Safer Sex in the Time of Monkeypox. Uh here, here's the opening paragraph. Whether you host, travel, top, bottom, or side, you've heard about new monkeypox outbreaks in LGBTQ plus communities. We know that the signs and symptoms of monkeypox an orthopox virus include fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, swollen lymph nodes, chills, and exhaustion, as well as a rash that develops into Painful pimples and blisters. It's transmitted through close physical person-to-person contact. We don't know when there will be an adequate prevention, vaccination, testing, and treatment because of inadequate responses from city, state, and federal governments. I don't know what a side is. I mean, I guess that, like, makes sense somewhat logically speaking if you got top-bottom side, but... But I didn't know side was a designated position. I thought that was just like, you know, a variation of the other ones. I'm not going to Google that, but someone can, can do that and explain it to me in the comments. So here are the six ways we can have safer sex in the time of monkeypox. And by we, they mean the gay community. Uh, number one, reduce your number of higher risk spaces until more vaccines are available. Girls, we hate to say it, but it might be time to hang up the group sex and saunas until we all get shots one and two of the vaccine. What an opening line for a government document. Girls, we hate to say it. You're going to have to keep it the one-on-one. You know, put put the group orgies on hiatus for a minute, all right? This is temporary and out of a love for group sex and those who enjoy it and also those who can't help themselves, which I think is what they're kind of glossing over there. We've seen all folks in our community in unbelievable pain, and none of us want to be in pain or for more folks in our community to suffer. By fall, we hope to have enough Genios vaccines for all who want it. How about instead of a slutty summer, we hold off for a monkeypox-free cider donut anal autumn? I do not know what that last phrase means, to be completely honest, and I'm kind of glad. But whoever wrote this is wild. I can't believe this is like an official government guide. How about instead of a slutty summer, we hold off on a monkeypox-free cider-donut anal autumn? I don't know what the cider donut has to do with an anal autumn. I'm going to be honest. I'm not getting the connection there. But, I I mean, I do love cider. Anal autumn, I appreciate, you know, and I applaud the alliteration. But it doesn't seem like the sluttiness of this community is seasonal. If they had to come out with this guide, I think it's year-round. Let's be honest. And why wouldn't it be? Why, Why would... Autumn be better than you know the winter you know you fuck any month that's as that's a silly uh that's a silly point to make here's number two sex pods not what not what it sounds like initially not like a a pod you fucking uh basically if you recall during the pandemic and lockdown people would start uh covid pods for socializing. So it's just a small group of close friends that that you would meet with to reduce uh, the risk of being exposed to the virus. So they're pretty much recommending you do that, except instead of for COVID, it's for uh, anal sex. Yeah, similar to how people have made pods to socialize with one another since the COVID-19 pandemic began. Creating a pod for sex can be useful. Pod members should monitor for symptoms for a few days, the average time between exposure and symptom onset, from less potential exposure before engaging in sex pods, and sexual activity should be limited to within the group. These can be the same members with whom you dance with at parties that have lots of skin-to-skin contact. It seems to me that orgies may, may be more prevalent in the current era. Than we we're given credit for. Now, I wonder if that's partially just because of, you know, like dating and hookup sites and whatnot. So it's easy to find a group. Like it used to be difficult to find an entire group of people, you know, for an orgy. But but now that's just, you know, clicking a swipe away. Open and honest communication with potential sex partners, pod or no pod, it is important to open about, be open about sexual behaviors and potential monkeypox exposure. Before meeting up with a partner, discuss if you or they have had any other recent sex partners or participated in prolonged skin-to-skin contact with others. These conversations can help everyone more accurately gauge their level of comfort while considering potential transmissible risks, transmission risks, excuse me. Yeah, could you imagine being the one in the pod? Getting some strange and then getting everyone else infected? They can't even trust each other. You think when they do this, like, they just are like, all right, everybody show us your your grinder history for the last two weeks, and we're going to figure out who the culprit is? Because that would be pretty funny, actually. Now, I like how none of the suggestions really are like, how about you just keep it to one dude for two months? Can you manage a two-month relationship? Not even relationship. Can you imagine, can you manage a two-month friends with benefits until this, you know, goes away? Apparently not. Apparently not. Number four, condom use, boring. Number five, more clothing. Interesting suggestion. You know, you never think of that when you're having orgies. You know, an anal sex is more clothes. Uh, A T-shirt at a circuit party? Circuit party is a sex party. Uh, Long sleeves at the Eagle? Maybe embrace that leather or latex fetish. Think Kim K's Balenciaga Luke's L-E-W-K-S. Gross. Uh, And who could argue with that? Remember that monkeypox is mostly spread by skin-to-skin contact. So anything you do to reduce the amount of skin you have to contact can make riskier spaces like the Eagle or a Circuit Party or even Sex much more manageable. That would be a very weird reason to get into latex and leather play. Is because you've become like a hypochondriac. You know, and a germaphobe. That's that's pretty funny actually, if people are just gonna are gonna start getting into these weird kinks just because they don't want to get, like, sick. So, like, yeah, put on your gimp suit and you're immune, I suppose. And then number six is just take care of yourself and others. Boring. But, you know, I applaud them for being, I hate to say realistic because I think that doesn't say much about the gay community, but realistic about what's going on. I mean, we saw what happened with AIDS. They fucked through AIDS. Look, gay men have to live their lives with that stigma. They're not afraid of rolling the dice. You know they're forced to now roll the dice for most of their life. so once you get to that stage, I think you know I can understand them just being like look i'm I'm not stopping now. I wasted too much time. you know, so they aren't afraid of shit, and I mean, the pox doesn't seem great, but it's it's no aids or hiv. If for uh for being honest. So we'll see if this helps uh slow the spread. I also read that they're looking to change the name of monkeypox because it's uh leads to an offensive stereotype. And of course, what they're implying there is uh black people being called, you know, monkeys, but as a you know, PhD in slurology. Monkeys are small creatures. You know, they do not have a great resemblance to people. I mean, like, m- maybe little people, but not people people. The animal they are thinking of is gorilla. That one is used quite frequently uh, in a derogatory manner, uh, which shows that these the folks, you know, doing this shit don't actually even understand what the real slurs are. You know, or they just think, or they're actually racist and they just think, well, any primate will do, you know, chimp or gorilla, black person. They have a very, you know, severe misunderstanding of how the slur functions. I mean, unless you're trying to make fun of like a black midget. There's not people walking up to black folks, you know, in public and going, hey. You stupid monkey. Stop spreading your pox. That's not happening. Could you imagine calling a grown man a monkey? Not even like virulent white racists would want to do that. It sounds dorky. You sound like a loser. It doesn't it's not it doesn't have the sting of the other slurs. Like it's you're a dweeb. Especially if you're saying like a specific type of monkey, or if you're just saying the regular old monkey, then you'd even look into it, but yeah what a what as no I've never heard anyone be called that in public. gorilla I've heard a few times did not end well for the person who said it. I'll be honest on that one that one you know that that cuts deep occasionally. never have I ever heard monkey, referring back to the uh the article real quick. And this is a decent point. It says if you can't get the average American to wear a mask to the grocery store, it's a little myopic to to tell gay men that they need to stay home and not have sex for an indefinite number of months until the vaccine is rolled out, said Dr. Timothy M. Hall, which, all right, there's a little truth there. If there's people who are saying like, I'm not wearing that fucking mask, okay, man, I'm tired of this shit. Doctor Fauci can go rot in hell, man. He he's a traitor to this country and he thinks he's a tyrant. Okay, he is not the science. Look, man, I'm not wearing this mask anymore, okay? So I'm just saying, like, I'm not doing it. You know? I don't care. I'll kill everyone on this plane with these germs. I really don't care. So, you know, if if they get to do that, and that's understandable, I think the gay dudes should be able to should be able to be like, Oh I'm still going the fuck. Are you kidding? We're going to Timothy's orgy this week. It's supposed to be incredible. It's being catered. I think that's fair. And just as the people who didn't want to take, you know, any precautions or whatnot, even though maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, you know, they're willing to take whatever the consequences may be. And I think the gays are making the same, you know, rationale. Fuck it. I'm not going to let it impact my life. I'm going to live my degenerate life, continue regularly attending orgies with at least 15 to 20 people there, you know, and keep doing my thing. You know, the world has to keep going. We can't all just lock down and stop having, you know, anal sex with strangers. It's not how this country works. You know, you're, you, have, you have the freedom to make a decision for yourself. And if you think fifteen randos is fine to bust raw in you, then that's your decision. And I respect it and you're right to make it as an adult. I did also like that the vaccine that they're coming out or that they have for this, uh they don't have enough doses. So the government and I think this might have been the CDC or the WHO, I don't remember, one of them came out and was like, eh, you know what? We're gonna cut these in fifths. So that we have more doses to give out to everyone. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's a good idea for you guys to be stepping on the product trying to stretch out a batch like it's dope in a trap house. Also, why can the vaccine be split into fifths and still work? Does that mean we're giving people five times more vaccine than they need? It doesn't make sense to me. Also, couldn't the pharmaceutical company just then split all the doses into fifths and sell the fifth for the same price as what the big one was and make even more money? Because this is what I would do. If I mean, if the government gets to take it and cut it into fifths, why, why can't the pharmaceutical company do that? But again, my bigger question is why can't it be broken into fifths and still work? I don't know, that seems a little weird. You know. But I'm not a scientist. I'm retarded. This was another fun one. So, uh, cops nab man accused of killing four in Ohio over quote-unquote mind control. Yeah, Stephen Marlowe recorded a TikTok video in which he claimed he was being tortured through quote, ventriloquism. Yep, you heard that one right. He was being tortured... Through ventriloquism, just like fucking Pinocchio before he became a real boy. Let's see, police chief John Porter said he was aware of a TikTok video in which Marlowe appeared to provide his explanation of the slangs, identifying himself as a quote-unquote targeted individual, and claiming he was a victim of mind control. In the video, Marlowe said he was planning a quote-unquote counterattack and would quote gladly die to expose this. Quote, targeted individuals is the phrase used by a community of people connected over the internet who suffer from paranoid delusions of mind control and gang stalking. They may believe that nefarious forces are using implanted chips or sonic waves to torture them. In in Porter's case, he claimed attackers used ventriloquism to control their thoughts. Marlow will now be extradited to Ohio to face charges. You know, I've read a lot about uh, gang stalking and whatnot for quite a while. And mind control as well. Never heard the ventri- ventriloquism uh, aspect of it. That's that's new to me. Now, that could just be him articulating that he's a puppet being controlled. But I like to think that he was crazy enough to think that he had like actual strings coming out of him. And that someone was moving him like a marionette, because that's pretty funny. Now this is a great setup for the insanity defense. You know, tell the tell the judge that you've been MK Ultra by ventriloquists in the CIA. That might do it. That might do it. Here's the problem: is I hate TikTok, but there's there's stories like this that I read, and I'm like, fuck. I wish I could have, I'd, I'd love to have seen that video. And I could find it, but I don't need to see it right now. But there's, there's some fascinating things on TikTok. But gang stalking is always fun. Gang stalking rules. That's, if you want to go on a great Reddit, go on the gang stalking subreddit. Oh my God, fantastic. These people are, I mean, they're genuinely like paranoid schizophrenics. But yeah, out of their mind. But they have an internet connection and they put posts up. And they all encourage each other. It's fucking fantastic. You know? So if you want to kill, kill a few hours, you can go right there and just just enjoy the conversations between minds that have completely fractured and disassociated from reality. It's awesome. I love, like, those are people who need to be in an asylum, but I, I'm glad they still have internet. And I hope Reddit doesn't, get you know, be gay and take it down. Because those are the best subreddits, where it's just lunatics talking to each other. Good or bad, you know? Let's let the crazy people have more dialogue. They're the only ones who understand each other, you know? I think part of the problem is we've got normal people trying to talk to crazy people. And of course they're not going to understand each other. Normal people don't understand true crazy And true crazy people can't understand normal. So, you know, there's never going to be an understanding there. But the beauty of the internet and, you know, social media and the like, is that we can connect all of these crazy people together. And once they start talking, who knows? Maybe we'll start seeing some really well-refined crazy. Maybe they'll figure out who the gang stalkers are. I always just assume it's probably a racial thing or the FBI now, if there's an entire TikTok dedicated to gang stalking and people talking about thinking they're being followed, that that may pull me in. That sounds I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie that that sounds pretty entertaining. I kind of I might check that after this because that could be a, a fountain of just fantastic videos. And I like how you wouldn't even get kicked off TikTok for that. Like ideally it should it should the algorithm should take that video and just immediately recommend like a therapist or put you on a list, I guess. You know, thirty years ago we'd have never heard of this guy. We'd have no idea what he wanted. He would have never left a nice clean ninety second video with subtitles included for us. And I appreciate that. I like getting inside the mind of these types of folks, you know? When the shadow people are after you, so you got to kill that grandma because she probably works for, I don't know, some secret society that's trying to sacrifice you to Moloch. I don't know. That's the thing with these people is they don't really get much farther than people are following me or they've chipped me. That's another common thing with these people is they're very big on the the government chipped me and they're tracking me. They're fun folks, you know, they keep things entertaining. So I I think we can close with what was the big story of the week. As I'm sure you've all heard, the Donald got raided. That's pretty wild historically speaking, but uh what I enjoyed about it was some of the quotes that uh that came out of the man. Particularly when he was talking about the FBI agents con- conducting their raid, and how they uh, they they took his safe, just imagining Donald Trump just, folks, this was completely unconstitutional. Okay, L- look, they came in and they took my safe. You know, you, you don't just take another man's safe. All right, the, this is America, and if and if a man do- doesn't have the right to his own safe, it, is this really our country? They came in, they, they went through Milani's panties. They took all my nudes, folks, I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna sell out of my penis coming out, okay? It would be funny if when they have like finally released whatever he took, it just turns out to be like the dumbest shit imaginable. It's just like his doodlings from the White House. So where this goes from there, I have no idea. But if it means we get more of the Donald, I'm in. I I miss him so much. I need the man back who said, "Mr. President, you've called uh women fat pigs in the past." Only Rosie O'Donnell. That's like my. It's like my favorite line of all time. The timing, the delivery, it was perfect. It was perfect. No, no comedian on the planet could have done it better. And that's why we need him back. This is almost as good. Because if anybody could be a fun martyr and, like, make martyrdom entertaining, definitely Donald Trump. Oh, the merch that's about to come out from this? Oh, my goodness. The opportunities are endless. And you know he's cooking something up right now. This man won a presidential election off merch. And you know how I know that everyone else has realized it's effective? Because Hill Dog's out here doing the same thing. Yep. I might buy one of them Hillary Butter Emails hats. They're pretty fucking funny. I kind of want one. So even she's getting in the merch game, which makes me think she's coming back. Yep. I think Hill Dog's running again. What an incredible chapter in American history this is going to be. That the dude from The Apprentice will somehow have been either the catalyst into a massive restructuring of our entire government system, or he'll push us pretty much to a civil war. Like slavery, it made sense. That was something worth going to war over fundamentally, plus Lincoln wanted power. Having it start over Donald Trump, you're fired. It's incredible. That's how you know we're in the funniest timeline. Because a reality TV star and sleazy New York businessman is gonna be the catalyst to either the second uh you know, the second great period of American history or the second very dark period in American history. And either way, he's gonna have some gray one liners. Nobody wants a Civil War, but doesn't this sound kinda fun? What this raid did guarantee us is we're going to have a crazy six years. At minimum, the next six years are about to be insane. Because we're going to get to 2024, and either he's going to win, and that's an entirely other direction of crazy, or somehow they keep him from running, and they win again, and then that's an entirely other direction of crazy. But one way or the other, we're headed straight to crazy town. At this point it's just a matter of uh which which uh which end? Are we going to west crazy or east crazy? Oh, I'm gonna be honest folks, I'm so fucking hungover. Jesus Christ. I don't know if anybody I did the, the slightly offensive uh live stream last night and we got uh pretty litty and uh I'm feeling it today. I'm hurting today. You could probably hear it a little, you know, but I had to come in and soldier on because the show must go on. And I ain't no quitter, but my voice may give out on me. So I think we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up there for today, for this installment of the Solo Show Saga. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at The Hidden Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brandon Steel Hidden. Uh, always subscribe to the channel, like the video helps a ton, particularly with the algorithm, pushing the video up, etc etc Uh, if you want to, you know, check out the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash hidden in plain pod. You can go to the Patreon, you know, it's only, only 333 and you know, you get over a hundred hours of extra content. And, so yeah, it's a bargain. If you can, you know, if you can donate more, that's always appreciated, but you know, we welcome anyone to to join at any level they feel comfortable with. All are welcome and all are appreciated. And yeah, the page is popping. We even picked up a few new members, and that's always awesome. So, yeah, go check us out there. And uh, that'll do it for this week. I'll see y'all next week, folks. Mamba out.